This podcast is brought to you by Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, located in scenic downtown Benson. They got a new location. It's absolutely gorgeous. Check it out. And by listeners like you, go to Patreon backslash Two-Headed Nerd. Become a patron. Support this show. Our story this week picks up where we left off last week. Broadcasting from the ziggurat at Omaha in caverns hidden deep below the metro area where we recently tried to body swap each other. But since our ninja magic isn't very strong and we share a body already, it didn't work at all. It was a bad plan. It was a bad plan. It's our pleasure to welcome you to episode 732 of the Two-Headed Nerd comic book podcast. I'm your head number one, the internet's Joe Patrick. You'd think, even though we've got two brains... We'd be a little smarter. It's the little things that Ninja Magic gets you on. You know, you got to pay attention. I'm your head number two. Details are important. Yeah. My name is Matt Baum. We're back for part two of our back issue show with the Slack issue crew featuring Jared Wooly Toots Tavitas joined forces with us to try and make sense of Frank Miller and Bill Sienkiewicz's classic Electra Assassin. The results were varied and many. True. (laughs) After that, we'll set you up with our must read picks for next week's new comics, but now. Be warned, the second installment features flying genetically created imps, so don't expect things to get any clearer in part two of this back issue review time in the ziggurat. We now join THN's discussion of Electro Assassin, already in progress. Let's get to Chastity. Yeah, Chastity. Number five, Chastity. We meet S.H.I.E.L.D. specialist Chastity McBride, which I spelled so poorly, is sent to retrieve Garrett and Electra just as a group of hand ninjas working for wind attack them while they're trying to get out of the Potomac River. Chastity and Garrett have passed. He is not thrilled to see her, but he's also not thrilled that Electra is continuing to murder S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Not that he's yeah. going to have a job after this anyway, but it is funny that he keeps going like, ah, oh, man, no way I'm coming back after this one. <laughs> <laughs> Electra uses her mind swap abilities to barely escape, and Chastity suffers the consequences. Garrett finally gives up all control to Electra. Big time. I think at this point he's kind of like in love with her after a fashion, you know. Oh yeah, that she, happened. Right syndrome that kind of happened of, in the beginning. Like, that All happened right, in the very beginning, yeah. but he was fighting it still. Now he was. He was done fighting. She was too. Yeah, he's, he's like he kept saying, "I've seen better." Yeah, seen he's better. like, "She's too muscly. I don't like chicks that stacked." And then he's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, she's too muscly. She's too muscly." Right. Yeah. So this. But then whole, he couldn't. Yeah. This whole issue is basically an action piece. It's great. There's some underwater fights that are completely nuts. There's more weird helicopters. Chastity is a total badass with this gigantic cross earring that no one in their right mind would let her wear into the field. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole lot going on with Chastity that probably wouldn't be allowed in the field. Oh, definitely. Oh, no. Chastity is allowed in the field, baby. She's like <laughs> she's like Nick Fury's number one, more or less, when I can tell. We see she Ele- runs the show. She runs this whole operation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in she's the like field. the top agent on the case. And Nick Fury's like, tell me what happened. That's like he's like, all right, debrief me. Tell me everything. You know, Electra is underwater fighting for a very long time, but she's a super ninja, so. It's like oh. ten. It's like ten pages. Yeah. Ninja magic. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's, it's ten. It's of, two waves of enemies. It's, it's ten amazing hand. pages too. The underwater, no, right? Yeah, the hand and it's the then hand shield. And they all look like uh, and then shield agents. Yeah, they all jump in with briefcases and fucking suits on, <laughs> yeah. and, and then it's shield agents. Yeah, it's just like a wave of bad guys, another and wave, all underwater. Know, Garrett probably doesn't need to breathe, so let's not worry about him. No, he's fine. Oh, wait, no, she breathes and she breathes for him. She breathes into she breathes his into mouth. his mouth. He does need to breathe. Well, but at the same time, they keep saying like he doesn't have a heart, he doesn't have lungs. We rebuilt all that. So well, I he doesn't have a heart. That I doesn't mean he doesn't have lungs. I, I don't know. Why would you build him needing to breathe if he's a full robot? All he's got is a brain left. They've given him an artificial heart. They mention it. It looks like a potato with a bunch of shit sticking out of That's it, like true. Mr. Potato Head. That's true. We see her. And uh, this is where the bre- the beast comes in yeah. underwater, too, into her mind and, and really 
takes her out of the game. This is where we're seeing like when she's close, when the beast is close within a certain amount of area, he can start to speak to her. And it's like Bill Sienkiewicz riding in what looks like lipstick, you know, like over these black panels. Yeah, it's giant scrawled red letters. Oh, it's so cool. And this underwater fight scene is just gorgeous watercolor. Absolutely gorgeous. I- can we can we talk about the president for a minute? So, so yeah, yeah, we, 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 we breezed right past him in jump. previous ages. Yeah, the so Republican the president, president, the current president, the current president of the United States in this book is a Republican, and very much like Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, uh, with an eternally presidented Ronald Reagan. I'm not sure how he managed to stay president so long, well, but whatever. He's also kind of a the laws, I guess. Nixon Reagan here, I would argue. This one yeah, is thought, kind of a, a weird amalgamation of a Nixon and a Reagan yeah. smashed together. And he is like laying in bed and on the couch next to his wife, his wife that Bill Sakevich draws like. She weighs three and a half tons. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like gigantic. Mrs. Spratt. Like Jack Spratt can eat no fat. His wife could eat no lean. This, she's like Mrs. Spratt. And um, he's got the box, you know, capital T, capital B, the red button. Yeah, it's a little uh, like remote control with a yeah, red button. Yeah, and it, like the way that Sinkevich draws it, it's literally like a clicker, right? It's, it's great. Like, like a little clicker, handheld clicker. It's great. Instead of like being in a briefcase with like switches and locks and shit, it's uh, the football, right? It's it's this little button that he carries the bed with him. And if this is anything sort of close to how it has ever been in no, reality. No, it's not. No. <laughs> we are so lucky. It is not. All this is is Frank Miller, like, again, showing, like, this is all these, like, little jackasses want. They just want to be the one in charge of the biggest gun or the biggest missile or whatever. So, like, everybody's bad. Everyone in the government Crooked, bad. Well, I mean, doesn't matter. I if feel like he's especially harsh on the Republican side of things. Oh, but, but yeah. the other guy's possessed by a demon and wants to launch a full-on nuclear attack and end the world. And the Republican wants to start a war with the Soviets because he's got a little penis, essentially. Okay, but that's that's true. But I don't think that at any point Frank Miller is saying that all Democrats are possessed by demons. No, I think he's saying all government doesn't work and they're all evil. I mean, in this. sure. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'll give you that. Pretty sure. loud message here. Man, these helicopters, they're just, I don't know what Sienkiewicz thinks the helicopter looks like, but these are wild. <laughs> I like the, I like the helicopter fight scene more awesome. so than the underwater scene myself. The helicopter fight scene's incredible and like super bright oranges and reds. And then like, ultimately you have Electra hanging upside down outside of a helicopter firing a bazooka. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And then, and yeah, it, and, and then, and then the fight scene, it becomes on the ground with, McBride and like it's so a blast. It, what happens between her and McBride exactly? Because I got a little confused here. They're fighting, and she does. She holds up against Electra really well. But yeah, but then Electra gives her a kick to the chops and drops her. But it's like because then, the Beast was also messing with Electra too. She was off her game. Well, hold well, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What Garrett hops up and and shoots her because she took out McBride. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then she's like, nope, don't shoot me. You got to save me and get me out of here. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I love you. And they ride away on that crazy space train engine or whatever the hell that is. Well, not yet. First, yeah, I have no idea what's going on there in the end. He ends up taking her back to S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, uh, I know what's going on. All of this is bullshit. None of the stuff that's happening right now is real. Garrett shooting her, 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 Garrett shooting her, her being taken captive by chastity and shield. It's all bullshit because we find out at the end, she and Garrett have made off on their gigantic steam locomotive snowmobile. I don't think that's even real either. I think that's in Garrett's fantasy head that he's driving. This is saving her getting away. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's like a glitch. Uh, uh, Electra's Electra's uh, befuddlement lasts all the way up until the point that they see, they show Electra on life support in the lab and yeah. there's like a glitch and it's chastity. Okay. 
So it's like it's chastity that gets captured. Everyone thinks she's Electra. And meanwhile, that's Gary where the mind and the real Electra are out of there. Okay, he she put the mind whammy on her, and they came. It's around. not even a mind swap. It's just that look. It, they or, made her. They made people think that that was Electra. That's what I meant. Yeah. She put the mind whammy on snaps. Shield agents, and they went. Yeah, it snaps on the screen in front of Fury from Electra to. Yeah. Okay. Bride, and they're like, like it's it's powerful enough that that it's picked up by now this is up to interpretation i guess you could argue that it's just the illusion wearing off but the way it's depicted me it, it looks as though it's powerful enough of an illusion that it's being picked up by cameras or because I, Fury's watching it on the monitor when she changes I don't think back it's that. into chastity. I don't think it's that. I think everybody is affected. And when it goes away. So maybe this is just it wearing off. Yeah. I think it's just, it's just the off. way, the way, the way he draws it is that Fury is looking at it on a monitor. There's a flash and it goes. Zerk, yeah. And then it's chastity. So I, he makes it look like an electrical problem. I mean, but then again, uh, I don't know. Miller's got her doing some crazy shit, so I don't know. Yeah. She's uh, a super uh, This, ninja. I think it might be the first appearance of our little blue dudes. This is the first appearance issue. of little blue dudes yeah. out of nowhere, by the way. Yeah. No We're explanation. Unexplained. Not explained for like another mm, two issues. Yeah, about an made, issue and a half. They're made by a shield division, dude. I guess. Yeah. They're Basically, made, they are... They? are they, I want to see him. In, I want to see him in every shield scene. <laughs> well, they were made by just X, one in the background. They were made around. by X Tech Ops, and I think they sure. were like V one of Garrett and Perry, basically. Like they genetically. Uh, yeah. Uh, so spoilers for future issues. Uh, it is explained that the dwarves were a failed cloning or attempts at cloning. Yeah. Trying to make a super agent. And they didn't get very far. And so they were left with these little blue drone dudes like Oompa Loompas that do all the menial labor. And like, so basically shield is manufacturing their own little blue slaves. Did Frank do anything like this in like legends of the dark Knight that I don't remember? Like where there were like imps around. Cause I think this is purely Bill Sienkiewicz going nuts. He just had mutants. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is purely, I mean, and they were just, they were just, that was just the name of their gang. This they, is, were, they were people. They were just people. This is all bill. It's gotta be. All right, let's get to issue six. We got to barrel through these last three I mean, issues. I don't mean, oh, oh, yeah. I made a big note here because I think it's worth <laughs> it's worth noting. We've got boobs. Oh, in issue in six, this, our, we get our first, yeah. our first, uh, our, yep. our first and only. Uh, by the way, a bit of actual nudity in this issue and or in this series, which it's epic. And so, like, I think that might be the only. I don't. I don't know if. There, I don't think there's any Max, other nudity. I don't even remember if Max Comics had nudity, really. I don't think so. Not really. Maybe sometimes. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, they Sparing. did. There was the one, um, oh, it's going to drive me crazy. Igor Cordley, Igor Cordley drew it. Igor Cordy. Igor Cordy. Yeah. And it was based on, no, there was a couple. There was an Eternals. There was oh, nudity sure. in that Eternals? Oh, yeah, I guess there was. That had a lot of nudity. It yeah. was weird. It was a Max Eternals. And then there, yeah. and then the one by Igor Cordy was more like a caveman-y something or other. Oh, it's going to mm. kill me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to dig him out of the box. I'm going to try to figure out what the <laughs> hell that was. Regardless. I mean, I, like, I, I'm not like celebrating it or anything. I'm not like, yay, boobs. I'm just saying, oh, it's, it, it was weird to see a boob all of a sudden. Well, it's my, fitting. It's very fitting for this chapter, what we're fighting for, where Electra and well, Garrett like, hide in a scuzzy hotel so she can heal after her battle with Chastity. She spends her time bathing a lot, eating, <laughs> and torturing Garrett psychologically to make him fall even deeper for her. Later... In the issue, Chastity learns the truth about X-Tech Ops turning criminals into cyborgs just in time for the team to bring Garrett's old partner, Perry, back from the dead with even better tech than ever, along with similar chemicals in his brain to those that altered Electra. Meanwhile, Wind is giving okay, beast now, milk uh, to I a general. I have thought about that, actually. <laughs> I have okay. thought about that because as we are seeing Perry, like, the plan to rebuild Perry is revealed. Right. We see one of the blue dwarf dudes whispering in his ear. And the monologue boxes, the caption boxes for the blue dude, they change from yellow with black letters to black with white letters. And it becomes very, very clear right then in this moment that this dwarf is possessed by the beast. Oh, big time. It's got red eyes. It's got teeth. 
You yeah. Know? Uh, so this dwarf, it, eventually we know, we come to find out his name is Chuck. Yeah. Uh, he has but, bat wings. Uh, this this, <laughs> this dwarf is possessed wings. by the beast. Yeah. <laughs> Big and so I'm Ugh. wondering if the weird DNA that the scientists are detecting. I don't think so. Because Beaker talks about it too. Beaker talks about how we weren't, uh, we couldn't totally figure everything out, but we found this and we introduced it into Perry to see what it would do. They're testing. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, there is a mention uh, at, at one point when they had Electra captive. Yeah. They put her on antitoxins and, right. and wiped all the ninja shit, all of the weird DNA chemicals. They, kept, they keep calling it a narcotic. The milk, whatever it was. The they, they, that. that it's wiped out of her system, but yeah. they managed to like distill it and, and like save it. Yeah. And so, yeah, but so they give it to Perry, but it doesn't really do anything to Perry as far as they know. So this whole issue is basically electric healing, being almost naked, torturing Garrett, who is watching porn and drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> we get to see her naked booty. We get do get to see her booty. We see when he basically it reveals himself and gives one of these generals milk. And it's like, all right, I'm going to kickstart this plan by giving you this stuff. And you're going to go and uh, kick off all the nukes. But the general goes crazy way too fast. Like, you, we start to see, like, okay, maybe it depends who you are. The milk doesn't just take you over. Super crazy. You know, wh whereas some people, boom, you go nuts, and he's just like, shoots himself. <laughs> like, he can't do it. He can't drop the nukes. But we also get a lot of explaining of what's going on as well, where they're like, here's the plan to put Perry back together. These are a lot of like small panels again with Xeroxed art and whatnot. Where like every uh, chastity gives us the origin of Garrett. Yeah, like the what he was and everything. up to before he became a shield agent. Spoiler alert: nothing good. He's bad, bad news. But it seems every couple uh, of issues they does, give us. But this, this is also where she says, "This is also where she says, sir, I do think that there's enough evidence to indicate that he has been mentally dominated by this person." Yes. He's not in under control. He's no. not in his in, in control of his own mind. Like every couple issues, we have to have these debriefs so Frank Miller can tell us what's actually going on. Basically, yeah, for three <laughs> yeah, pages. yeah, 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 for sure. And then the at plan, least three pages. At least three pages. We see the Beast plan revealed. Finally, we've learned that the Beast wants a full-on nuclear war, and it's going to kill everybody. I'm not sure exactly what they achieve by that but it's revealed to this general who ends up killing himself while this is all going on. They're putting Perry back together. It's a great scene where it's like his head is connected to a bunch of wires and his body's down on the table and they're drilling into it and stuff. <laughs> this issue, yeah. it, it, as much as it spells things out. Okay. I will say we do see fury with a gigantic gun. <laughs> this issue, like he's holding sure, it yeah. this time. Yeah. You know? Like cable size gun. Yeah. But it's not the same size of that gun that was in that hangar. That dude was standing. No, no, that was a gun. That was a gun like machine. So this yeah, is a like different a gun, gun vehicle. He's like sitting in it like a little hot wheel. Okay. Like a GI Joe toy. Yeah. So yeah. this is a different gun. This looks like a normal shotgun, just 10 times the normal size. Right. And this is where we see Chuck bust Perry out basically and says, time for us to get out of here. You're going to go do stuff for the beast. Perry jumps out of the helicarrier at 30,000 feet, but uh, he's indestructible. So he's probably going to be okay. Unfortunately, after that, we get to see the general goes nuts. He's about to push the button. He's talking to himself. He'd be like, it'd be so easy. I can I'll enter the code and push the button. It's just so easy. And then he's like, I can't do it. Shoots himself in really great panel, like black and white where and like the only thing that's red is the red button. And I've noticed like mm -hmm. they only use red for Electra blood and things that could kill a lot of people. It seems. <laughs> uh, oh, and also this giant heart shaped bed and the heart shaped bed. I'll give you that. The porny bed. <laughs> yes. Uh, great last page where yeah. it's uh, Garrett and Electra sitting on the heart-shaped bed, polishing their weapons, getting their weapons ready for battle. And Garrett is like, he's fully on board. He's all Electra. in. It's over. Yeah, he's he's given up. He saw her naked enough, but it's over now. <laughs> and I don't know if I necessarily agree with the characterization that she was torturing him. I think he was being tortured because he was horny. Well, I mean, I think she was, she knows how to play this idiot. You're adding to that me? though, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. But like, I don't, 
that I mean, yeah, I get it. That but. is how you play macho '80s rogue cop dipshit. I suppose. You, I suppose. Here's, yeah. Here's, a, here's how you also do it. That panel where they show her booty in the shower is splattered with a spunk white splatters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. Like it couldn't be more like. It gets yeah. a little. Yeah. And he's having like S&M dreams about her choking him and stuff. Yeah, man. Like, I, it's, I, yeah, it's I get it. But I, 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 I guess my point is. if that, the whole time. Yeah. My, I guess my point is if, is if you can um, put the mind whammy on somebody and make them your slave already without it, then wh- wh- why? Well, why? I think she, she can do it. I think she can do it for a short amount of time, but the stuff that she needs him to do, she needs like 100% total control. He needs to be willing. Yeah. All right. Well, we spent too much time on this weird topic. Let's no, move all we on can to say number seven. Is, again, another issue that looks good, confused us all. That's. Let's move to Absolutely. the next one. That seems to be the theme. <laughs> Looks really good. Not totally sure everything <laughs> happened. <laughs> Issue seven. I love this cover. It's a, a, a take on American Gothic, yeah. the, the painting. Mm. And it's uh, Perry with the pitchfork and Chuck standing next It's great. To him. Yeah, man. And the house Chuck is on great. fire. It's great. Oh, Chuck I love it. Totally great. great. And you're like, I kind of wonder if guys like Jeff Lemire looked at this and went, I want my style to be this nuts, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's got, it had to have influenced so many of these people. This, this we, got us a, we got us another great name here, Ben Chump. Oh, yeah. This issue is titled Vox Populi. Chastity is back in the game after Perry and Chuck, a genetically created dwarf that can fly, who we talked about, escaped. Meanwhile, Electra infiltrates Wynn's campaign headquarters and steals a thermos of the evil milk to learn the beast's plans. Chuck takes Perry to meet the beast and learns the nuclear annihilation plan. Garrett and Electra make their move to assassinate Wind at his presidential victory party. It's all coming together. They're going to do it. It's all coming together. I think it is amazing that Chuck flies by flapping his arms really fast. Well, he's got little bat wings. He's got those little bat wings <laughs> that you know damn well don't actually carry anybody no, in flight. Of and not. yet, here we are. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Chastity is not a robot, right? No, she's no. a human lady. Okay. So, she's talking with Beaker. She exposes all the stuff that X Tech Ops is doing. Comes to so at this point, Beaker is ahead, right? Beaker yeah. is ahead on a on a radio powered by electricity and adrenaline. They just and keep pumping it into yeah. him so they could talk to him a little more. <laughs> so they like they found the bloodbath that Perry and Chuck left behind, and they managed to keep Beaker's head alive long enough to find out what the fuck's going on. Right, Chastity's going after Perry because they found out that Perry was like terrible person like raped someone at 12 killed his family at like 14 like really 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 bad news and tech ops is basically turning terrible people into unstoppable cyborgs yeah and that's actually something that i liked uh was you know this x tech ops is clearly this division of shield that has little to no oversight yeah they're farmed out now up until now and uh, the whole time you hear things pop up here and there about how they are asking for more funding. Right. And Fury is actually at at the time that Chastity explains, by the way, we found out that Perry is this horrible monster and there and that X-Tech Ops is just hiring the worst of the worst and turning them into killing machines. Uh, he Fury is multitasking because he's also on the phone with the president or a senator or whoever, right? And uh, probably not the president because it's President Weirdo yeah, it's with a, the button. It's a senator, he does say, but uh, yeah. yeah. And he says, Senator, um, at this point, I should let you know that we are revoking our request for more funding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah, so, he like, pulls a Fury, plug on that. Fury finds out what's really going on with X Tech Ops and he shuts that shit right down. Yeah, Fury's a good guy. He's yeah. just, he's a busy guy. They didn't know what was going on. Sure. I mean, it's his job. It, like, there's a reason why there are different departments with different department heads. Like, Fury doesn't have to micromanage. Yeah, exactly. That's what he's got Chastity Turns for. Out, she can come and tell him all this stuff. Yeah. So Chastity goes Turns out. out uh, somebody should have been paying a closer, a closer eye on. Uh, I mean, they're just cyborgs, Joe. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think the, I think the winner of this um, issue is the. Electra going in to steal the milk just because that scene is fantastic. It's all blue. It's like he did, you know, used airbrush blue, all 
spackle all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, Electra's the only one in full color, but even though she's, even though she's got a blue hue on, she is not outlined at all. No. She's right. just color. It's just straight to color. Right? Right. And everybody else is just an outline. Yeah. Like, they don't have any... It's it's awesome. It's 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 such it's such a cool. I think they're outlined because sequence. Also, it's like they're dead. She has killed them. Like they are. Yeah, no well, it's all, a it's all a, mind it's swapped a, out. Yeah, it's certainly they're, it's they're a it's up. a way to set Electra apart from. Yeah, it's way cool. But I think that this does lend credence to what Matt said earlier about how yes, they might be ninjas, but they are ninjas that are not that are in control of bodies that don't belong to yeah, them. Yeah, their bodies. Because like this one is clearly an old woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Absolutely. Like I said, but they it's look like, like grocers and stuff. Uh, so. You know, like a secretary who wielded a letter opener expertly, though too late. Yeah. Um, and then the next guy was a media consultant who attempted handholds no American could know. Exactly. And so yeah, these are ninjas that have taken control of normal American citizens. And are hiding in plain sight, and Electra sees right through them. And they're the hands. So look, those people are already dead. Electra's not. Those people are save already them. dead. They're not getting their bodies back. No, 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 no. So from here, we see uh, my favorite is when Chastity dresses up like a nun to go undercover to protect Wind because we've got to get a nun scene in Which, here. Which, by the way, the <laughs> rally isn't until the next day. She's just testing out her costume. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and she's got a giant crucifix that she's wearing around her neck, and it, bang, goes real great with that. Earring. Oh, yeah. Perfect. That, match. Yeah, but then also one on her a bandage on her cheek that also invokes the shape oh, yeah, of the crucifix. Is, but they also funny. made so, her name is Chastity, and they maintain like when she's around, they're like, "We got to clean up this goddamn mess," and she's like, "No cussing," yeah, like, you know. No cussing. She's sort of like the morality police yeah, a little bit. She's great. I love Chastity. She's, yeah, she's so really cool. we find out. Uh, this is where we find out that Perry is different than Garrett, big time. In that they took Garrett's head and put it on a cyborg body. Right. But with Perry, they rebuilt Perry from toe to tip. Well, they brought it back from the dead. Well, his entire body is fake except for his brain. Yeah. So his whole body, including his head, like we, we find that out because it's got a funny little laser in it. But um, his entire body is impervious, like crazy, stress-resistant plastics, near-indestructible alloys, fireproof, bulletproof, shockproof. Neither eats nor breathes. But he was also... Uh, so Perry is like the most dangerous thing uh, that they've built. Uh, where his chest, housed in his chest, roughly where his heart would be, is a miniaturized solar reactor, powerful enough to light a city block. This gives him superhuman strength and feeds laser weaponry concealed in his skull and forearms. And this is also where we learn that part of Perry's cyborg upgrade... Uh, Includes detachable nerve gas toes and, oh, yeah. according to blue, according to blueprints, but not confirmed, a dick that shoots ass. <laughs> he's bad, bad news, and he's back from the dead. So he was already yeah. really evil, and now he's crazy evil, and he's going to work for the beast. And man, oh, also for those of you keeping track, it's not until this moment, this scene, uh, that we find out that the blue dwarves were created by X. Ex tech hop. True. <laughs> so they're just around. They finally explain it for yeah. like four issues. <laughs> so we get, man, this scene of the beast like screaming in the beginning, there was darkness, endless cold. Then came the corruption, the poison light, life, flesh. And he's just all teeth and horns. <laughs> so death that metal. Nasty. I love yeah, that. And, that, and that's, that's, why he like that's why the beast wants to kill everything on earth yeah. because it 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 drowns out the darkness the the light and the life crawls all over the world filthy and loud interrupting the darkness and so he created a tool the tool built of the darkness that is the nukes and the tool built of the darkness that is the hand and electra Bad. including electra yep but electra is turned against them and she's going to yeah. save the world and from then, nuclear war. <laughs> and then we see a, a splash of a bunch of nukes flying up into the air. And it says the tool that will break the filthy chain of light and noise and life and flesh. And that is such a great page. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Oh, and then the next page is the earth exploding. <laughs> yeah. It's just, a, it's like a half a dozen uh, splash pages. It's awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's all, yeah, it's great. It basically yeah, ends with flat, win, winning. And flesh, all flesh will burn and scream and die and die and die and die. And the world will be cold and clean. There will be peace, silence, darkness. And that is Garrett has this vision, this same vision. And that's when he knows that Electra is the hero of the story. Yeah. And it's a great line where he's like, she's so crazy and she's so scary, but she's totally right. <laughs> it's just a great line. Like this is when Electra finally becomes the hero and we see her setting up to murder wind who has just won the presidency. And you can see like the United States in the background with his face stamped all over it. Everybody's freaking out. He is the president and she's just got to sit and wait to take her shot. And I would guess the next issue, we're going to see her take that shot, right? They're just going to do it. They're going to roll right into the big action thing, right? Right. Well, he's not the president yet, right? Well, he just won. This is a rally still. No, he won. That is it. Oh, it it is the election, right? They're celebrating. That is him winning. But this is is, uh, the panel we were talking about earlier where it's it's wind standing in front of a huge crowd. He's got um, maps of the United States with his face on every state. And then um, you see his back and his arms are up in the air and that fucking little newsprint face is <laughs> tapped on the back and but it's backwards clearly it's great because, yeah. it's great yeah oh so good it's like modern art it's great <laughs> i love yeah. it so instead of oh, telling us the straight up story of what happens next we get issue eight hail to the chief where gaspar saladino comes on taking over letters for some reason Legendary, legendary uh, letterer, guy, Gaspar right? Saladino, creator of many, many logos that you've seen and loved through the years. Mainly a DC guy, wasn't he? A lot of DC stuff, okay. yeah. So instead of telling us that story, we time jump four months into the future. <laughs> and it looks like Electra and Garrett's plan totally failed. They're in S.H.I.E.L.D. custody. Wind is the president. Chastity is debriefing the events of the attempt on Wind's life at the presidential victory speech. And then it becomes a pure action issue, straight up action. But I'll tell you what, this first panel where we see Wind's face again and it's totally blown out and really big with the confetti falling in front of it. It was not meant to be, like Jared said earlier, a photocopy of a drawing reproduced a thousand times and now blown to extreme size. Like it's, it's great. It looks great. But it's just Miller and Sienkiewicz fucking with you. The bad guy won. It's over. He won. Bad guy won. <laughs> it's great. Or did he? It's such a great. And like you see, as uh, Chastity is like telling Fury about everything that's going on in the background, you see Electra and Garrett, and they're like in weird little tanks, and they look unresponsive, like they're being held hostage, you know. And she, yeah. from there, recounts this ridiculous story of the assassination attempt, uh, of basically. The beast was there. Electra is fighting the beast. She's trying to go after wind. Perry shows up. Shield is in disguise. Chastity's running around dressed like a nun with a jet pack. <laughs> this, this issue was completely uh, some, insane. Something that I think it's that's worth noting is that during this debrief, we see that wind's face is now in color. Yes. It's a, it's a hint of something. If you just will. put a pin in that. Yeah. It's a and little he's smoking. He's smoking. Yeah. All of a sudden he's also smoking cigarettes smoke. and somebody, I even mean, he's a, ba- he is wind is a bad guy. So, I mean, well, sure. But so, somebody even yeah. says in this issue, when did he start smoking? You know, like it's true. Yeah. They mentioned that. But so we see Chastity recounting all this, the blue dwarves, some of them are actually good guys. <laughs> They're not all bad. It's just that one that's really, really bad. It's the one that I possess. I love that they they show that in the, on the second page is Chastity's like arming up. They show she's dressed like Silver Stable first of all, kind love, of, sort of. I almost wonder. And then the and then the dwarves have looking to me. The dwarves have like giant guns. <laughs> <laughs> There's full on hand ninjas here though. It's not just. Like American people whose bodies are taken over. I, well, yeah, I mean, I think the jig is up at this point. Well, Electra is killing dudes in ninja costumes, straight up ninja. Yeah, costumes. that's what I'm saying. I think, like, yeah, the there's no more need to hide. So they rescue Wind. They put him in this little like 
ball, basically. It's, it's really cool. It's like this impervious ball that they just airlift out, more or less. Like a like, goofy egg, yeah. Yeah, it looks like an egg. Like, if he falls or they drop him, he'll be okay, probably. <laughs> it's so armored. Garrett's going nuts and, like, trying to protect Electra. Electra ends up confronting the beast. It's there. But nobody can see it. It's like this invisible thing. She can see it. Shield is only able to see it later because they look in the infrared scopes and they go, "Oh shit!" Uh, yeah, all right, that's fair. They're like, "There's I was something say, are you there." Sure that only she can see it, but yeah, yeah. That, that they even because they say like it's cold. It's really cold. That's the only reason we can see it. So it's sort of like a predator but this, thing going on. Uh, this picture of Electra stabbing the beast in the mouth with this spear is amazing. Just incredible. Amazing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's cool. Yeah, so the beast is gross. Is cool as hell this he, he's, all, he's all mouth. He doesn't have eyes. It's, ugh, it's off-putting. Yeah, it's fantastic. We get the, the culmination of the fight with Perry, where we get to see, like, Electra really is that badass of a ninja. And, like, Miller even tells you in, like, the narration box from, I believe it's Garrett talking as he's remembering what's going on. And he's like... So she faces this unstoppable, unbreakable cyborg with the toughest metal that's ever been made, and she cuts its head off with an antique Japanese sword. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. It's a great oh, um, Wind has also stopped shaving, I think, is an important clue. Well, he shaved. No, he, he's got a mustache. No, no, his stubble is coming in. Oh, okay. The, the color, enough. the color version now. Yeah, yeah his, his stubble's coming in while he's hearing the story from Chastity. But I do like he just took his hat, he took his hair off, and that's his disguise. I'm bald. <laughs> he's an ice cream man. He put on an ice cream man outfit. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And so we basically see. Oh no! And a uh, uh, Groucho nose, Groucho nose, yeah. and, and glasses. Yeah. But we basically see the plan fail. It all fails. It falls apart. Like she kills Perry and whatnot, but she can't just... get to wind. I just noticed that Garrett's actual mustache, which is uh, like a Sam Neill, like not a handlebar mustache. What do you call it when it, where it goes across and then down? A Fu Manchu? No, no, where it's just like a horseshoe, right? Okay, let's call it that. Like lip and then straight that down. That is a handlebar mustache. That would be a handlebar. Then. Is it a handlebar? Okay. Yeah. But uh, so Garrett's mustache is peeking out from underneath the Groucho fake mustache. <laughs> yeah, in this close-up, he has two mustaches. So it's like the world's worst disguise. Yeah, that's great. Uh, these these fight scenes are just absolutely incredible, though, and it's just them dumping everything out, full action. Sinkevich goes completely nuts, and again, we see Electra totally fails, doesn't make it. And Garrett's trying to kill wind and he's like, ha ha, too bad. You failed. You having trouble breathing, buddy? And it turns out that Perry is there and Perry tears Garrett apart. Like it all comes down and Garrett basically holds Perry off just long enough that Electra can come in and kill him. And then yeah, it's all. So the, the thing that, the, the thing that they say that, uh, Electra, was able to kill with an antique sword that was honed to an edge over generations of whatever is Perry. Yeah. Um, That's what I was talking we don't about. see her. We don't actually see her kill the beast, but we see her chop Perry's head off. Also Bruce, RIP Bruce. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Chuck. Chuck. Sorry. Chuck. RIP Chuck. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like Electra does what laser cannons and machine guns and all kinds of shit weren't able to do. And she's able to cut Perry's head off. Meanwhile, Shield has this giant Warhammer GI Joe looking tank thing. They look like ultra. They're dressed like ultramarines. They come out with this ridiculous thing, and they see the beast, and they are fighting the beast. Right. So Shield is fighting the beast with their armaments. Yeah, that I'm that's sure. where we figured out they could see the beast because it was cold. Because of the infrared stuff. Yeah. yeah. So after all this goes down, Electra has lost. It's all over. Win. Is wind is the president, and we we learn a little something literally on the very second to last page, more or less, <laughs> where Electra does another body swap, but this time she puts wind's mind into Garrett's body just as it's dying and puts Garrett's mind into Wynn's body. And this is why suddenly 
Wind is smoking, and he's in color because your new and his beard's growing in, and yeah. his beard is growing in because your new right. president of the United States is a is cigarette chomping alcoholic porn addict, <laughs> John Garrett. So, um, yeah, uh, as the as the explanation is coming at the on the second to last page, uh, you see. Garrett is begging her through their psychic bond. Kill me, baby. Kill me, honey. Hurry up. They're almost here. And she drops the knife. And instead she puts her hand on Wynn's face and then touches Garrett's face, swaps their bodies. But not only that, she put herself in the body of one of the dwarves. So that she could then use that dwarf to free herself to free her own body from shield captivity and then escape. The end. The end. That's it. That's, <laughs> That's the, the end. end. That's it. Yeah. But and I, so uh, just a, a quick, um, oh, the last page, though. The last page is, is Garrett as Wynn kicking back. Oh, actually, yeah, I think still technically that might be the same head, but it does look more like one complete drawing. But in, it's also in, in color. I mean, it's not the it's zero. In it's yeah. in full color. But it's, it's, it's. Garrett as wind leaning back in the presidential in the Oval Office with with his feet up on the presidential desk, the resolute desk, holding a giant machine gun as somebody escorts in like the ambassador from Russia or whatever. Who he's been fucking with, by the way. Like, right. Who he's been messing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then he's got his hand on the box, uh, the red button. It's it's great. Everybody wants the button, right? Everybody wants wants the button. Yeah. So um, just a a real quick thing about Garrett being the president. Um, At some point in the future, I don't I don't know. Like we said earlier, I don't know that anything that happened in this is meant to be taken as canon, though. I do think they've done bits and pieces Uh, like for the beast, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Things like that. Uh, John Garrett obviously is a character that that. Uh, Pops has up. been seen for many, many years since. Um, but when he is woken up, uh, one of the times he is like woken up uh, and and like rebuilt or whatever, he had been dreaming he was the president. Yes. <laughs> so oh, that's funny. It's yeah. like a little, it's like a little Easter egg, like for people that had read Electra Assassin, like. I don't think they were trying to say anything big about it, like everything that happened in Electra Assassin. No, 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 but it, it's mind. cute. It's just like a oh, hey, Garrett has been date has been like in suspended animation, disembodied or whatever, thinking that he's the president of the United States. Well, which the I way, think it's great. The way this is left off, we truly don't even know. Maybe she put a mind whammy on him to give him a happy ending for saying thank you. And in all reality, no, nah, she murdered this guy and it's over. There you go. Boom. Done. Whatever. No, I think I think that Frank is cynical enough to have this be real. I think I, I Electra think so put I think Electra put Garrett in charge of the United States and said, uh, good luck with that, and then left. <laughs> so let's rate <laughs> let's rate this and in oh, our man. rating talk about why maybe we think this series didn't have the same weight as say Return of the Dark Knight or a Daredevil Born Again or Batman Year One. Toots, you want to start off? You're our guest of honor. I think, I think because of the fact that it's an epic book, to tell you the truth. Because I feel like the epic books were a little tougher to find. I feel like yeah, sure. I never really, with this sort of format, right? Because like, the, the, these, this specifically, the Electra Assassin, don't, aren't they a little bit more of a, a higher grade cover? Uh, cover and stuff. It's not like they were. Baxter yeah, print, it's like they're it? probably on Baxter paper yeah. or a different yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. paper. So you didn't necessarily you didn't stumble into those on a spinner rack. No, you weren't selling this. Right? To you wouldn't find it at the Quick Shop on Forty um, Eighth and Q. I'll tell you that. I got. I found. I I did get Dreadstar off a of spinner rack, but that was more of a f- standard comic book cover, like the green space cover one. You know, um, but like. I feel like a lot of this stuff wasn't as available. No, I don't. I think you're right. And like, keep in mind, comics at the time were like, what, 50 cents, 75 cents. These books were like a buck 55 cents. Yeah. Yeah. So these were 
They, this was, was definitely marketed to an older crowd, which was yeah. a relatively they definitely newer were. idea. I mean, they were probably direct market only. Like they, yeah. they probably didn't sell these on the newsstand at all, unless the newsstand had the ability to get direct market comics. I kind of doubt it. But I, I think that this is the sort of thing that by and large you would have only found in a specialty shop. And those just weren't as prevalent in 1986. So what's your rating, Toots? What do you think? I think it's a buy it just because it is. If you like Bill's work, if you thought he was great with the demon bear, whatever, dude. Yeah. You ain't seen mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. It, it, like, I, the story is nonsensical to me. Like, I still don't even really, even <laughs> after we talked it all out, I'm still kind of like, yeah, it's Frank being Frank and, you know, take that for what you will. Sure. Uh, it, but the, the artwork is the showcase. It's the showcase. Fair 100%. enough. 100%. Joe, you want to go next? You want me to go? Yeah, no, I can go. Um, I, I think, uh, like, I'm in full agreement with what Jared said about uh, the book being more difficult to find. It, I understand that, like, Watchmen was uh, published for mature readers. I think maybe even The Dark Knight Returns might say mature readers yeah, on definitely. it. Or, definitely. But those books were just put out by your garden variety DC comics. They yeah. weren't put out by vertigo. They weren't put out by any other weird little side imprint. They were just published by DC. So True. any savvy, any savvy newsstand, um, a person in charge of a, a, a magazine rack or like a gas station jockey that loved comics that wanted to put cool stuff in his spinner rack. Like they could have gotten those books. Sure. I just don't think that, Electra Assassin would have been one of those books. So um, this is a buy it for me. I, I think that at first, uh, I'm not going to lie. At first, I struggled with this book because every issue takes eight years to read. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and it is also so narratively jumbled that until you're three or four issues in, it's very taxing. Yeah. To read because well, you're so confused. One. You're so yeah. confused. Like then, I think I tried when they to. Do, they, when they do bring you then the, those big long briefing explanations, it's like you don't even. You're already beat up. Yeah. From yeah. reading the disjointedness that you're like now I got to read this. Okay. And so- I think and it makes me wonder: Is it satisfying? Is it is it a satisfying reading experience to have the plot unfold before you? without making a lick of sense and then have it explained back to you in excruciating detail two issues later. I'm not. Okay. Let me build on that. Cause this is part of, I'm going to give it a buy it and I'm, uh, okay. and, and I'm giving it a buy it because the, the art is absolutely stunning. But I think that Miller and Sienkiewicz were doing a thing here. And when Miller going into this with Sienkiewicz, who he knows what this guy can do. This guy's amazing. He's absolutely incredible. And he said, Let's fuck with storytelling. Let's get experimental. Let's get as weird as we possibly can. And Electra's a perfect character to do it with because we can just ninja magic everything, you know? And it's not important to tell you where the powers came from, what's real, what's not real, what's actually happening. We'll let the reader make those decisions. And in the end, the way that it ends with Garrett as the president, like, how in the hell? Like, what are you kidding me? It's almost like the story is not important. What's important is Electra and the Beast. Everything else, you are just lost in ninja magic. Well, world. sure. And I, I mean, but it, that's also like Dark Knight Returns, right? Where yeah. things are, it, there are things in, uh, there are elements present in the Dark Knight Returns that if taken at face value, don't make any sense at all. For like sure. Ronald Reagan still being the president. Or, you know, uh, just, like there are a lot of beats in that book where you're just like, well, but. Well, but this there, is weird. There wasn't a thing full to happen on in actual experimental story where like a character is fundamentally wrong with what they are telling you. Yeah. I, I just mean that to say that I think those are window dressing and you're not meant to necessarily focus on, you know, Ronald Reagan or the mutants. Sure. You're meant to focus on Batman yeah. and how he's, how he comes back and how he's training Carrie Kelly and, you know, guns are the tool of the enemy and all like, um, and how he's on the run from the cops because the Joker frames him for his own murder. Sure. And that sure. Kind sure. Of thing. It's like, it's, it, 
it's like the talking heads on the screens and, and, and the weird stuff in Dark Knight Returns, that's not really the point. And no. I think that's the same here. Totally. I it's think just the point that, here it's just, it's, is literally- It's a weird choice. Ninja it's a weird magic. choice for them. <laughs> I think that's well, really- sure. That is the point. Like, you cannot understand. You are not a ninja. Sorry. But it's a, it's also a weird choice to have the plot explained to you again in a linear way. Yeah. And I just, like, it's... It worked for me, though. We I, all gave I, it a buy it, pal. It when I read it, I liked it when I read it. We all gave it a buy it, pal. No, it's buy true. It, I didn't even... Uh, I hadn't given my rating yet, but it is a buy it for me. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just weird, though, now that, I, now that I'm thinking about it, is that is that actually good? Well, I don't know, but I can tell you that I liked it. It's experimental. It's very experimental. Yeah. And, like, look, did he continue to do this? No, he did it for this one story. He's always told weird stories, but not like Nah, Frank has done weird shit. Not like this he one. He would continue to do weirder and weirder shit. Well, more and more racist shit, for sure. Well, <laughs> this was pretty bad. Like, I mean... Yeah, but he was telling this... Garrett kept calling the Japanese slants. Sure. I mean, like, but that's also Garrett. He's a shitbag American. That's I the know. character, you know? right? I, I, yeah. Yeah, I, like I, I understand what Toots is saying. Matt uh, is talking about holy terror, oh, where yeah, it, yeah, it's basically what if Batman beat up uh, Al Qaeda, right? You know, and it's yeah, yeah. very reactionary. But Miller himself, I think, has come out and said, like, "Look, man, nine eleven did a number on a lot of people, and I was reacting to the oh yeah the moment yeah." And I don't think he's like, I don't think he's like making excuses for it. And I don't even know how he feels about it. I think he's an artist. I think he's a pretty wackadoo libertarian though. Well, sure. But I mean, I, I think that Miller, Miller is a creator that can't be defined by any one work. For sure. People hold up Holy Terror as this idea that like, oh man, Frank's lost it. He's a crazy racist scumbag. I don't think that's the case. I I tend to agree. I think he put out a very problematic response to a very terrible time. And, uh, you know, Let's it is what it is. Final thoughts on Electra. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I, I think that, um, I think that he, like you said, he's exercising some of his personal yeah. demons uh, and personal feelings about the United States government right here on the page. And he's always done that. Fair enough. Like Martha Washington goes to war. Oh like yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Toots. You know? Um, I've got, I did say it's a buy it for me too, but I, I, my thing on this Electra is I find this power set way more interesting than what I have read of her recently. Right. So like I want, uh, admittedly the last major reading I've done with Electra in it was Savage Avengers. Yeah, and then before that, she was in. Was she in like an X Force? And like Steve Dillon was drawing it. What was that? No, and the Punisher was on Thunderbolts. That team. Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. Yeah. It okay. was Thunderbolts Red okay, with Red so Hulk, Electra. That's, yeah, that's the last Electra current. That's as current as I've gotten with the character. And in all of that, she's just a killing machine. Yeah, and that's pretty one note and lame compared to somebody that can mind swap, body swap trip you out in your brain that's way cloud man's minds like the shadow i yeah. kind of that's way cooler i kind of want wish that i want I wish this electra electra yeah we have. i yeah. kind of want this electra <laughs> yeah it's so weird to, it's so She's weird cool to me that none of us can remember her doing anything like this in any of her future appearances i mean she certainly wasn't doing shit like this in chip zadarsky's I wonder daredevil recently just so. had not been exposed to it maybe we just didn't notice maybe we just thought it was hand magic yeah could you know be. I, maybe. I don't know but I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, that's like, what it I all is. It, I, I totally agree that it would be way more cool if Elektra was more than just a girl, with, uh, like a, a a really badass fighter with knives. And a, tor- yeah, and a tortured soul. You know what I mean? Don't forget I, the tortured soul. Yeah. Well, sure, she's a tortured soul. She, yeah. Her daddy died. Who is it? Toots? Yeah. Get, get in line. Me a, get in line me a river, Elektra. Toots, thank you so much for joining us. I don't know if we learned Thanks anything. Thanks for having me, guys. I, uh, that but was I, a blast. I think we talked through it. I, I can't say we learned anything, but we definitely talked through it. Things happened. <laughs> we definitely talked. I'll, I'll agree to that. Joey, it's time to head up to the Sanctum Sanctorum, where I've been working on a little ninja magic of our own, and I've communed with the feeble minds of the genetic imps working at the comic shipping docks to steal the secrets of next week's shipment so we can make our must-read picks. You're not going to believe all this stuff coming down the pike next Wednesday. 
Dan Jurgens and Mike Perkins take Batman back to 1939 in Batman First Night. I guess that makes sense. And then there's a new storyline starting in Zadarsky's Batman, number 145. You're going to be thrilled when the Mad Balls versus Garbage Pail Kids get a hardcover collection over a Dynamite. I know you've been saving I've been waiting a really long time. A whole new team of turtles get introduced in TMNT Last Ronin Revol Pardon me. Re-Evolution number one at IDW. Image Comics drops a story about a mermaid fighting cannibals in The Last Mermaid number one. And New Comic Day couldn't be more titillating thanks to I'm Giving the Disgraced Noble Lady I Rescued a Crash Course in Naughtiness volume four. The graphic novel from Vertical Comics. Joe, did any of these titles make you horny enough to become your must-read pick? for next new comic day, March 6th. <laughs> uh, the only comic I'm horny for next week is The Flash, number six. That, you know what? That's probably not a uh, good you way know, to categorize. I mean, sure. Hey, you do you, <laughs> not man. Not the only. <laughs> no judgment. It's from DC Comics. It's written by Cy Spurrier with art by Mike Diodato Jr. It's 32 pages for $3.99, and here's your solicit. After the shocking ending of last issue, Wally West's world has been completely upended. And as he quite literally is putting the pieces together, the stillnesses attempt to reach out to a higher power are answered. Lace up your boots as the first arc of the critically acclaimed new era for the Scarlet Speedster concludes. Are you caught up or do you need to catch up? I need to get caught up and it's not for any other reason other than I just got behind on literally everything. I love it. It's weird. It's freaky. It's weird. The, the Diodato thing still takes a little bit of getting used yeah. to. But I I like this run by Cy Spurrier. I like his take on Wally. I like him being in weird sci-fi problems. Yeah, it's a great book. I'm excited to finish the first arc. I think we're going to look back at this one and say Diodato really went for something here and we admire it. As opposed to a lot of the Diodato stuff where we just go, oh, Mike, what are you doing? Ugh. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> you know? For sure. It's weird. 100%. It's weird. I'm still not sure what I think. I read the first three. I'm going to read the second three tonight. I believe so we'll see but my pick for next week is night people number one from oni it's 32 pages it's 4.99 written by chris condon and barry gifford with art by brian level cover by jh williams this one's gonna be weird kids here's your solicit from literary icon barry gifford internationally renowned creator of wild at heart and co-writer of david lynch's neo-noir masterpiece lost highway Night oh People boy. is a pulsating roadmap of the American subconscious where neon-lit southern nights give away to lipstick, sweat, and blood, and the odd, innocent, and evil are all fellow travelers down an interstate of dark, elusive dreams. Adapted from Gifford's acclaimed novel by breakout writer Chris Condon, who worked on That Texas Blood and The Einfield Gang Massacre, both of which were on a lot of top ten lists. I read That Texas Blood and love it. I still haven't read The Einfield Gang Massacre. And a rotating cast of stunning artistic talents follow an uneasy company of wanted criminals, cartel killers, and lost souls through four interlocking tales as they travel a path of intoxication, lust, and spontaneous violence from New Orleans to Egypt. Oh, pardon me. Egypt City, Florida. Not that Egypt. And back <laughs> again. It's our first tale of desperation, fanaticism, and murder drawn by Brian Level, who worked on Poison Ivy, and where two ex-convicts, a pair of inseparable lovers named Big Betty Stalkup and Miss Cutie Early are out on parole using their newfound freedom to purify the world of men's evil influence. The art in this first one is crazy good. And it looks, it reminded me a lot of Leo Max. I know this guy was on Poison Ivy for a while and did really quality work there too. But it's been so long since I've read that Poison Ivy book that I forgot it was the same person. I feel like I've seen Brian Level's work on other things as well. He's great. This is going to be wild. And J.H. Williams is doing, uh, I think he's doing the covers on all of these, but I'm not positive. I know the internal art switches, but pretty sure he's doing the cover of all these. Well, the, it says the first issue has covers by J.H. Williams III, Joel Jones, Jacob Phillips, and Brian Level. Yeah. So um, maybe he's doing the main covers for each. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. But then we've got Alexandria Tefenki, who worked on The Good Asian, will be on the next issue. Archam Toplin worked on I Hate This Place and is awesome on issue three. And Marco Finnegan, who I don't know from Crossroad Blues, will be on issue four. This is going to be crazy. That's all I know. David Lynch, I'm in. Well, yeah. Let's go. It's definitely going to be crazy. 
The THN must-read trade for next week is Superman, Emperor, Joker, the Deluxe Edition hardcover from DC Comics. It's written and drawn by Various. I wrote story and art by Various, but refused. my brain refused to read it that way. I was trying to be fancy. It's 272 pages for $49.99. Here's your solicit. Written by Jeff Loeb, J.M.D. Mateus, Mark Schultz, and Joe Kelly. Art by Ed McGinnis, Mike S. Miller, Doug Mankey, Duncan Rouleau, and others. Various. Somehow, Batman's greatest nemesis, the Joker, has received the power to reshape reality according to his own mad whims. This world is now defined by chaos and death. Metropolis's greatest superhero is Bizarro. And billionaire industrialist Lois Lane is dot 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 bald. All of those creators I literally just mentioned and more present a twisted vision of a world under the rule of Emperor Joker. This deluxe edition collects Superman volume two. 160 through 161 adventures of Superman 582 through 583 action comics 769 and 770 Superman the Man of Steel 104 and 105 and Superman Emperor Joker number one and features a brand new cover by Ed McGinnis and a new introduction by Jeff Loeb. So. Emperor Joker. (laughs) Why did you pick this? I didn't think you liked this. No, no, it's it's great. It's weird as hell. Okay, okay. Uh, Emperor Joker is a storyline that took over all of the main Superman titles for two months. And it's exactly what it sounds like through reasons that are revealed. And I won't spoil reality has been rewritten and Joker is the king. Uh, Batman is being tortured nightly in some sort of dungeon. Superman is, uh, you know, trapped prisoner and tries and uh, breaks out. Uh, the world as we know it has completely changed. The characters we know are different. New characters are introduced and some of them stick around. Okay. Uh, it's a weird, fun little event that was uh, I, uh, localized to the Superman titles during a run of comics that I remember. Matt and I reference very often. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I remember that it. kind of right around Y2K era, you know, Joe Kelly, Jeff Loeb you know, kind of run on the Superman books. Uh, Mike S. Miller, who is now a comics create shithead, drew some of it, but we won't hold that against oh, the book. But this was, know you know, Aww. this is 25 years ago. Come on, guys. It was a long, long time ago. It's all right. But yeah, Emperor Joker. It's fun. It's bizarre. And you know what? In an already bizarre couple of weeks of reviews and picks of the week, I think it's a pretty fitting choice. Fair. Maybe you don't have telepathic links to flying little people in the comic shipping biz like we do, but don't worry. We'll help you out every week with a shipping list and new comic talk over at our Discord. But do be sure to pre-order these picks before heading out to your local comic shop so you can read along with us. We're going to review them on next week's show. Excelsior! That is it for THN 732. Next time, new comic reviews return to the Ziggurat, and we'll give you a sneak peek of our Patreon Extra, where we are giving you the TLDR version of Chip Zdarsky's Joker Year One, so you don't have to read it and try and understand it the way we did. If you're not confused enough by our head-spinning THN stuff, join us on the gang hang on Saturdays. At 11 o'clock central, check out our Discord for details. Joe, what else can these listeners do while they are there? Hey, you might be surprised to find out Batman is half Jewish. Mazeltov. You can perfect your crow eye makeup ahead of the remake starring Bill Skarsgård. Everybody the fun of it. Skarsgård. I thought he looked good. I thought he looked really good and creepy. Yeah, no, he looks like uh, what if Post Malone became the crow. Or maybe you just want to discuss the question of the week. This week's question. Ramona Fraden, legendary comic artist and co-creator of Metamorpho, passed away this week at 97. Her career spanned nearly 75 years, but she's still something of an unknown for many comic book fans. So in honor of the late, great Ramona Fraden, name an iconic creator whose work you kind of missed the boat on, but you would like to get more familiar with. 
already some great answers in the Discord for this one. Please keep your question of the week suggestions coming and sign up for our Discord with the link at twoheadednerd.com slash Discord. We will talk about your answers on this week's Gang Hang. Once you get in, you can post about any of our segments there or send an MP3 submission for the comic pushers for Ask a Nerd or for any of our segments to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. And hey, we'll put you on the show just like we did Wooly Toots. If you're new to the show and you'd rather watch us shower again and again and again than listen to any more, I assure you, it's only because you haven't heard enough. The good news is you can hear the entire run of THN in our digital long box archive over at TwoHeadedNerd.com. THN. Well, hold on. Are they doing it because they like to or because they hate to? No, 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 no. Because we messed with their brains and, and we're trying to, like, get them to like the show, right? So that's how we're going to beat them down. So... And it wouldn't be possible without the generosity of donors like our patron, Sandy Rodriguez, ex-catcher for the Detroit Tigers. Guy had a heck of a season, too. Nice. Welcome yeah. aboard, Sandy. I'm sure it's the same. It has to be. There can't be more than one. If you like what you hear every week, it's easy to support the show, just like ex-Detroit Tigers players do. You can sign up to be a patron at patreon.com backslash two-headed nerd. We are Cubs fans, though. On the record. Yes. So you know. But you know what? He's nope. retired. So what is he? Yeah. Ziggurat. Root for the Cubs. Before we go, our weekly shout out goes to WWE superstar Virgil, who passed away today, February 28th. Virgil was best known as the million dollar man's personal servant until he turned on him at the Royal Rumble in 1991 and then won the million dollar belt at WrestleMania. Tears. Tears of my eyes when it happened. Years later, he would meet a younger Matt Bomb at a Comic-Con and decline to introduce this show unless Matt paid him $50. Rest in power, Virgil. Hustling. Always be hustling. He's doing his. Yeah, I mean, he, he was straight up about it, and I was just like, no thanks. You have a good one, though. <laughs> yeah, I respect the heck out of it. That dude wasn't there for charity. Before that was, we had patrons. We weren't making any money. Until next time, true believers, remember to pre-order your comics. Or your retailer might use their nerd magic to swap their brain into your body so they can live a happy life while you are stuck with the hell of running a local comic book store. This is the Two-Headed Nerd wishing you a happy leap day and signing off. You know, most people would think that running a happy comic store is a pure hell, Joe. You were there. You remember.